0: Time now is 16 minutes past 10, and time to uh, chat to Peter Goff Wood for a pinch of salt. Good morning, Peter. Welcome back. Hey, Vanessa. <laughs> Do you like your little intro?
1: I was going to say, I love the intro music. Very like
0: it. <laughs> Apparently, That's that nice. like whoosh sound. Um, I thought um, I, I, I couldn't um, really figure out, and I was told, no, it's like when you set the when you uh, get the, uh, the the gas hob going, that whoosh that you oh, hear. No, no, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: that makes sense? Perfect sense. No, Very much so.
0: Great. I like it. The, I now are. you're definitely talking a, a pinch of salt music. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely fantastic. Now. You're talking about something today, which I got to experience about, well, in the last eight months. The first time I got to experience this particular type of beef. And Mm. boy, was it delicious.
1: Well, fantastic. Um, Yes, Wagyu. That's what we're talking about today, Wagyu beef. Um, It's actually interesting because because the the, the original um, is actually called Kobe, which comes from Japan. But well, oh. Just to clarify, what Wagyu means, unfortunately, um, it's not a very sexy... Wagyu, Wagyu, roughly translated, means Japanese cow. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's a great mystical term, Wagyu. It just means Japanese cow. Um, but, but, <laughs> but where it becomes prized is from the various re- regions that it comes from, and the most the most famous is, is is what's known as Kobe beef. Um, you know, it's like, like champagne. If it's not grown and, and and harvested in Kobe, you can't call it Kobe beef. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 rumor has it. That in the in the final months before slaughter, um, the Kobe beef are massaged daily by maidens and actually fed on dark beer. Which, um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know.
0: I'd like a massage no, daily. I,
1: uh, <laughs> Just exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, all things aside, you know, we we all, we've all got to we've all got to die at some stage, and and to have your final months being massaged daily and fed dark beer is not the worst way to go. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Not at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, now the thing, the thing. Okay, so so here's the thing, and what makes what makes Kobe beef so expensive? They're only they only slaughter three thousand uh, uh, animals a year. So you know, if you go to somewhere like Harrods in London, Kobe beef there sells for about. Equivalent to eleven and a half thousand rand per kilo, so it's ridiculously expensive. Oh my! Um, say so that
0: again. Say that again.
1: Eleven and a half thousand rand per kilo.
0: Okay, all right. That's that's yeah. seriously expensive. So it means it yeah. must be really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, just to put it in comparison, if you look at some of the big the big feedlots that we have um, in in this country um, who produce beef, they probably slaughter about three thousand cattle a week. Sure. And, and Kobe sort of 3,000 a year. So it just shows mm. you the kind of the kind of scarcity of it and, and why it is what it is. And, and I mean, the, the, the beef we have in South Africa, there are some fantastic um, uh, f- uh, wagyu farmers here in South Africa. And, and it's interesting because, again, it's, it's, why is it so expensive? Um, there's two ways of producing wagyu. You can either have what's. Uh, a full-blooded uh uh, uh, a beast so that is a a direct descendant of one of the japanese cows um so that will come from either uh embryos or sperm um that that farms by but i mean we're talking uh from a from a uh, those kind of embryos we're talking about thirty thousand rand upwards depending on the pedigree of the animal that it comes from you know so so Again, this is why it becomes so expensive. And then you get what's known as purebred. So what the guys do here is they will they will import other sperm or embryos, they will breed, and then they they continue to crossbreed um, over four generations so that you end up with a, a bloodline that's about 93% Wagyu. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are at. So it, it, it's interesting. Um, and, and the thing about it is, is what makes it so special? What is it about Wagyu that makes it... Um, so highly prized, and, and, and you know, for me, I was—I've always—I've eaten it a couple of times, and I've never really worked with it. I was given—I was given the privilege of actually cooking for a number of Wagyu producers. They had a um, a. Uh, 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 an auction up in um, in Popo province a while ago. And I got to be uh, elbow deep in every cut of Wagyu known to man and, and cooked to my heart's content for a week. And it was an absolute pleasure. And it's then when you start to realize what it is about this meat that makes it so special. I mean, it's, it basically is to do with the marbling. So mm-hmm. in meat is those little white flecks of fat that, that you see inside a steak. If you think of a, a cross-section of something like a ribeye, and you see this little white flicks inside the meat. That is what's known as marbling. Now Wagyu has marbling that's completely off the charts. Mm. You know, it's a case of, it, it has um, it has it has, uh, Will they have their own count in terms of, of, of how that fat is measured. And it has these enormous amounts of white specks and this is what it is this the thing is when you when you cook that kind of meat that intramuscular fat starts to melt as it's had heat color, and that's what makes it delicious and tender and gives it that lovely mouthfeel um and the cool thing about it is and this is this is the science behind it, is it is actually healthy in mm-hmm. the ratio of, of monosaturated fat to saturated fat is much higher than which means it also has high concentrations of essential fatty acids and a higher percentage of good cholesterol over bad. So it's actually, it's actually healthy meat to eat. Uh-huh. So, and, 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 and also the thing about it is it's not only delicious, it's, it's very, very difficult to eat too much of it because of that high fat mm-hmm. content. It really is, um, uh, you can't eat much of it. You know? and, I, and I challenge even uh, the most ardent steak eater, uh, who can wolf down six or seven hundred grams of, of some prime cut that you won't be able to do the same with a wagyu steak? Are we? Uh, uh, Elise and I had—we were lucky enough to have a piece last night—and literally 150 grams each, and you were completely sated mm. because it is so rich and so beautiful that you really can't eat much of it. So there's there's that side of it, um, and and obviously, yeah, I was very very fortunate enough to 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 have. Um, a sample sent to me. That's why we managed to dine out on such frivolous stuff. Which normally, in in local terms, South African Wagyu for the prime cuts, probably about eight hundred and fifty rand a kilo, mm. thereabouts. So it's expensive here. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it's 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 the, the beauty of Wagyu is because of the marbling. The secondary cuts are. As tasty, if not more tasty, I think, than some of the primal cuts. Obviously, everyone wants to eat sirloin and rump and fillet, and those are, you know, the, when you consider that on any cow, those primal cuts—the fillet, the rump, and the sirloin—only comprise of about five between five and ten percent of an entire cow's body weight. Sure. You know, so they're such a small part of the actual animal. That's why they are so ridiculously expensive. And I think what we, we do, not only with Wagyu, but with, with most animals, is we neglect all the rest of the secondary tasty stuff. And that, for me, particularly with Wagyu, is, is where all the the beauty lies. Um, and one of my favorites is brisket. Ooh. I mean, brisket on a normal uh, uh, cow is fantastic, but Wagyu brisket just is another level of, of absolute just deliciousness. My, my favorite way is to smoke it.
0: I, I love eater, brisket as, as well. Yeah. And then you cook it.
1: Oh. yeah, you know, you're cooking it at about 110 degrees in a smoker for about 10 to 12 hours. And, and I, it literally is like eating butter.
0: That, that is true. And I must say that I I shared with you off air that I'm not a big meat eater. I don't, I'm not, if meat is not high on my list. And I could just hear all those people going, What? But when I saw, because I don't like fat on meat, I don't like that. Yeah. And when I uh, saw this Wagyu steak, the first thing that I looked at and I saw all the marbling, I knew it was good, but I kind of went, went oh, okay, not too sure. But when I had it, yeah. then I realized how valuable that is and how delicious it is. So I want to say to yeah. people out there, if you do get the opportunity to have some of it, please do. Um, it, is, it is really um, an, a taste experience.
1: Yeah, look, I think, I think a, good, a good entry point is, for, for most people is, and, and, and most decent supermarkets these days and butchers, you'll be able to get Wagyu burgers. Mm. Um, and that's a great place to start, because obviously, even though it's mince, it has a very high and rich fat content. <clears throat> and that, in terms of a tasty burger, is a thing to behold, because even if you cook it, overcook it, the, the fat content is such that the, the patty itself really remains quite juicy. And it's actually interesting, uh, talking of overcooking, that the thing about it is it's actually best enjoyed medium-rare to medium, um, oh. because you need to render down some of that internal fat. So you need to cook it a little bit more than you would do a regular steak, just so that you're really getting the, all the benefit and the flavor of that fat.
0: No, it is it is I'm unfortunately one of those people who likes to likes to have it overcooked and the burger was delicious because it didn't and it and, and it is completely different to any other kind of burger that I've had and and I really enjoyed it.
1: Look, I think, and that's it again. It's it's just it's just any any decent burger, and it's something that we'll we'll take up in a, in a future in a future chat because for me a hamburger is is a is a is a wonder to behold a good hamburger, mm-hmm. and and part of that is the fat content of the patty. You know, you need at least twenty percent fat ratio in a in a good burger. Otherwise, it has a tendency to be a bit dry and tasteless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that's the beauty of, of, of Wagyu is that it has that. There's no need to add additional fat to it because it has its own its own high fat ratio and it just makes the sumptuous burgers uh, there's also a nice bit of uh, a couple of soup i know food lovers have it food lovers monks have it is uh is Wagyu uh so that's also uh-huh. really really good because they again you beef um, there's no pork fat in it because the the fat content of the beef itself means that often. That often what happens is they add pork fat to mm-hmm. uh, to most buribors because the beef itself is quite lean. Whereas with Wagyu buribors, there's no need to add any of the pork and it will be pure beef and juicy as all hell. Just don't make the mistake that everyone does. You no need to prick your buribors on the braai. That's I don't know what it is about people who do that. They have this tendency to let the fat out. You think, well, that's, that's part of the pleasure. Ah. Buravos is not coated with a stick but never mind
0: <laughs> personal choice there it's all the all the uh, I can just see um, all yeah. the women saying to their men now don't prick the the, the, the Buravos on the braai again <laughs>
1: yeah. it's just uh, I mean it's, it, it, all that all that I mean, that's the beauty of decent buravos is that lovely fat content and it keeps it nice and moist and as soon as you stick make holes in it all that goodness and taste yeah. is leching out onto your fire and, and you're, you're missing all the goodness
0: of it i think fantastic it sounds but the wagyu sounds absolutely delicious i must say it was a, a completely fantastic experience for a not so 100 uh, percent meat lover so i can just imagine yeah. people that absolutely love meat um wagyu is yeah. certainly the ho- like sounds like the holy grail of it all
1: yeah. Look and also it, look it is it is it is say it it's quite expensive you know but as I said at 850 rand a kilo that's for the prime cuts. Yeah. But it, I mean it, it's 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 actually worth going a lot of the guys now a lot of the wagyu producers now are, are supplying direct to the public because they find the restaurants are finding it very, very difficult to put Wagyu on the menu because it becomes prohibitively expensive. By the time the restaurateur buys it, puts their markup on it, it's just ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. And so that a lot of the Wagyu suppliers are now... Uh, in fact, there's, there's three really, really good ones. Um, there's uh, a two in the in, in Western Cape. One is LA Farms, which is based up on, uh, near Feltre on the West Coast. And then there's Ken Ken Corris's one in Stellenbosch, which is Cape Wagyu, and there's there's a couple in uh, really really good ones in in the Eastern Cape as well, Zuni, and uh, also uh, Perden Wagyu. Now all of these you can get online if you go to their websites and they'll literally deliver it the next day. So you can order it and it'll arrive on your doorstep and I think mm, more people particularly and they found their their business flourishing because of lockdown, you know, Mm -hmm. because everyone's used to having their home delivery stuff now, you know, with, with the various supermarkets delivering, you can literally have any quality ingredients delivered to your doorstep. So, if you fancy it, you should actually go online and have a look and have some delivered to your doorstep. And they usually do. Most of them do like a little, like a mixed package kind of thing, where you get a little bit of mince, a couple of burger patties, and and the nice thing about some of the obscure cuts are also good for grilling. Things like the bavette steak, um, Denver, even chuck chuck steak is a wagyu is is absolutely heavenly so you can get away with absolute deliciousness without actually having to buy any of the prime, the really expensive primal cuts
0: sounds very good my one question to you now is if you're going to have wagyu steak or a wagyu burger what wine are you going to pair with that
1: Okay, so I'm, for me, it's, it's an interesting one because I, I think my choice of wine is counterintuitive because you'd think big, um, flavoursome steaks, really high fat, you want a big, rich red wine. And I think it's, it, you should go the absolute opposite. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have contrasting flavours here, contrasting um, uh, kind of textures as well. And I think a, a lighter style, a Pinot Noir, a Cinso, Grenache, some of those more floral and 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 uh, more tannic and acidic red wines to help cut through the fat, rather than mm. rather than sort of complement that 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 heavy that heavy fat um, with a big massive cab or, or red blend. I think that can be just an overpowering combination, and I think you want something that uh, that helps that helps the meat go down and a lighter style of bread I think would be preferable
0: Okay, very interesting I would have I was expecting that you were going to say big and powerful so that was a very big surprise I must say because it is yeah. a very robust meat
1: Yeah and I, and I think it, it, it needs something delicate to support it rather than something equally, equally powerful to go with it. I think you can over, you know, that that would be a meal you'd have to fall asleep. You'd fall asleep <laughs> at the table, let alone a nap afterwards.
0: <laughs> and also, you don't want to lose that flavor of the Wagyu. That's the thing, because it is so good on its own.
1: That, that's it. I mean, I find that, that I've done de- stuff with it, and I've, I've, took, I've taken sauces along to, to complement. And, and invariably, I've not used the sauces because the, 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 the meat on its own really needs very little embellishment, you know. So, just a little salad to go with it or something, it, it doesn't need to be an elaborate plate of food, to so just let the meat speak for itself.
0: Fantastic! Oh, sounds absolutely delicious. There is still quite a few hours before I can go home, and my mouth is watering already. <laughs> So, (laughs) Peter, it's always great to chat to you and uh, I think a lot of people uh, with the cold weather that we're going to be having this weekend are going to be taking this wonderful conversation and saying let's go and get some Wagyu and enjoy it uh, to uh, complement the cold winter weather here in the Cape.
1: Well, I think this weather should be. The bit of luck is here for a while, mm. and I'm glad it is. It's nothing uh, you need. This, we need this rain and, and a little gloom. A little gloom outside is actually great for a fire. And say, so, yes, this is. It's certainly Wagyu, Any any sumptuous shoes. This is certainly the weather for it. So people must definitely indulge this weekend.
0: Fantastic. We're going to be speaking again next Friday, right?
1: There are, most, most certainly we will same time same place and we will be chatting a little bit more about food and
0: wine fantastic Peter always always very wonderful to speak to you because I learn so much and um, a joy to hear you describing the food I must say that I enjoy that so much you've got such a way with words with describing the food and the wine and uh, it just brings it to life so thank you so much
1: that My absolute pleasure Vanessa it's always great to chat and for those listeners out there Um, Until next week, may the source be with you.
0: Absolutely. Bye-bye.